Welcome to For the Love of Books, Bees Books Edition, a podcast by North Lancashire Libraries. Hi, this is Barry. And this is Jenny. And we're here to talk about Bees, Bees Books. Books. <laughs> first one of 2024. Indeed, yes. So, the team mm-hmm. is very apt for this first of 2024. Oh, I don't like saying 2024, no. I don't think. No. <laughs> well, but uh, she's forcing us to confront this discomfort. It's called New Year, New You. Mm-hmm. Question mark? Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't know. Mm-hmm. So uh, this was quite a, I don't know, this sort of the pressure on New Year, New You is quite stressful to me, mm-hmm. I think. Just because it it feels like all of it, January, which is, as you know, and maybe other people may also like feel similarly the worst month in the year. <laughs> As you know that I feel. I know yes. you don't uh, agree. But it's just because there's nothing to look forward to. It's dark. The weather's rubbish. And then you're supposed to like do all these new things. Absolutely. Uh, to, so last year, what I read, um, I think somebody, I don't know who said, but they said that they like looking at it more on a month-to-month basis. So even if January sort of, you know, they tried to do something new and they couldn't, they're like, that's fine. It was January, February is a new chance to start over or March is a new chance. So there's not so much pressure on one month for the rest of the year, like controlling how you're going to be for the rest of the year. Because I think for a lot of people, like if you give up, you're just like, okay, that's that's it now. Yes. Like, yeah, like, let's try 2025 <laughs> or something, you yes. know. So, yes, it is quite a lot of pressure, which is why I was, you know, mentioned the question mark, which I don't know if we meant to include, mm-hmm. but I'm like... You are including yes, it. Yes, I am including I've thrown it. I've thrust it into the picture. But anyway, I, I'd love to hear your New Year, New You, full stop books. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've got two books. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not going to tell you what the second book is yet. Oh, it's a mystery. Um, but I'll tell you what the first book is. Okay. I basically... Um, I don't do New Year's, New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. because basically, as you say, yeah. you get to the middle of January, um, you've eaten all the cookies that can possibly be eaten ever, mm-hmm. um, and you think, nope, that's it. No. Um, you don't stick to them. No. You don't stick to them. However, this year, I have decided that my resolution is going to be to take the book from the bottom of my to-read oh, stack. Right. You'll be the same as me. You have a to-read stack and... The one at the bottom stays at the bottom for a lot longer than any other book stays in that mm-hmm. pile because a new book comes in and you go, oh no, I need to read that now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the bottom of my pile was The Second Sight of Zachary Clousley by Ooh. Sean Lusk. Um, it has a lovely cover. Gorgeous cover. Also a very familiar cover. Have you told me about this Yes, book I think before? I've spoken about it before, probably when I took it and yes. put it at the bottom of my pile. <laughs> <laughs> um... So I thought, no, I'm going to the bottom of my pile. I'm not going to be tempted with any of the shiny new books at the top of that pile. And I read this. Uh-huh. Um, Was it worth it? I don't know. Oh, it's so see, this is, you, I'm throwing <laughs> the question mark back in here. Should you be making New Year's resolutions? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's one of those books that I finished. Uh-huh. Oh, and oh, that sounds like that was the highlight. Yes. You finished it. And I put it down. Uh-huh. And I don't know how I feel about it. I'm hoping talking to you yeah. will make me realise what I think about it. Mm. But before I babble on, what yeah. have you chosen? So I have gone in a, um, I guess in a similar direction. It's more like, it's not like I want to lose weight or I don't care about all these things. But it is things that I, 
want to find do things that add more joy mm-hmm. to my life because i feel like it's been a very depressing year mm-hmm. just politically globally personal like everyone's a little bit depressed yes. now aren't yes. they so it's just it's been such a difficult year and it's really hard especially in the winter months mm-hmm. in this country or i guess in other countries when the motivation is really low um you you know you're just sort of like being more in, like a huddled into a ball of depression yes. basically which is fine like you do you mm-hmm. uh i might do that alongside <laughs> this uh but one of my books one oh. of my resolutions is that i want to explore new places mm-hmm. and like i don't want to i guess travel too far both for like money reasons but also like i don't know what next year is going to look like mm-hmm. for me but this book's called secret glasgow mm-hmm. and it's edit uh, uh, okay there is no name no there is a name <laughs> steven mila and jillian loni loni i should have practiced this before <laughs> sorry sorry jillian but it's basically just like it's just sort of a guide book of sorts mm-hmm. um so inside there's and it's all, all color and it's just short entries of these lesser known oh. cool places all over glasgow and near glasgow so mm-hmm. that's where i live and it's sort of a wave to encourage me to step out of my usual uh, pathways and comfort zones and explore the city that i live in and call home and just look at it in a new perspective so there's this one of my traditions so hacking back to our previous episode one of my annual traditions is this uh, glasgow doors open day that ah. happens every september mm-hmm. i love signing up for walks um there or like for talks panel events and things because it always makes me look like teaches me something new about either the city or the country or just a new way of looking at things and that's what i'm hoping this book will do mm-hmm. uh, which is just show me a different part of the city that i've lived in for a few years now mm-hmm. so that's my first book oh, and is anything jumped out at you yet so i must admit i started reading this this was supposed <laughs> to be my resolution for last year <laughs> So I started reading it and as you can see I've used a train ticket as a bookmark. Mm-hmm. So I haven't gotten like I mean I've gotten it's far. Yes. Through. So I had uh, my initial uh, idea when I was reading it is like oh I'm going to go and like make a note of the things from the table of contents. Mm-hmm. But this was months ago I've been hoarding this book for months. <laughs> Sorry whoever has been looking for this book if you have I'll return it if you request it. But I'm going to have to go back and read it but a lot of things jumped out at me i i don't remember the specifics because it was so long ago but it was it was um, sort of framed so well so it's like different parts of the city so west north south mm-hmm. uh, east and uh, different kinds of things so some are architectural some are like parks some yeah. are secret libraries and mm. like it's just like all these different like i think there'll be something to make anybody happy obviously you don't have to go through all of these mm-hmm. unless you want to maybe that can be your quest yes. for 2024 go to every single place <laughs> <laughs> I quite like the idea you can have a train ticket sticking out of every bit because you take the you've taken the train. Oh, I love yeah. that. They also have like I know Stephen Miller. I recognize his name. Mm-hmm. He has a there's a, a online platform called Meetup, mm-hmm. which I'm a part of, but I've not done a lot of things. But basically, you can sign up uh, to his walk. So he does like local history oh. walks throughout mm-hmm. the in Glasgow and Edinburgh, and just like I think he's researching maybe for articles and books and things and. Mm-hmm. just talks to you about the history of the places that he talks walks you through so i lo- like i want to do that more i want to join up walks i want to do it by myself because i love exploring the city on foot uh, glasgow is huge you know it's it's massive and um, 
you know, I've lived near Glasgow for a long, long time, but it's one of those things that you only go to, like, the museums, maybe, when somebody comes to visit and mm-hmm. you take them. Exactly. Um, you know, the touristy things you don't really do in your own home turf. No. Um, and and there's very specific touristy things as well. Like, yes. you go to the Kelvin Grove, you go to, like, Glasgow Cathedral, mm-hmm. which I I think this is more, like, the less, like, trying yeah. to highlight the lesser-known ones. Yeah, and that's, that's interesting because, you know, sometimes these visitors that come, you know, don't want to go and see a, no. a big fancy museum. They yeah. want to see something, you yeah. know, a wee bit unusual. So that's that's quite nice. And something and that you could fall in love with as yeah, well as, like, uh-huh, a nearby yeah. local. Uh-huh. And it's a nice a nice thing to do, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So it's quite a nice um, New Year thing. Hopefully this, wa- this time it'll stick. Yes. In 2023, <laughs> it did not. Uh, but yes, so oh. tell me about your... Uh, you finished it, book. Yes, I finished it. Um, so... Um, it, <sighs> It's a story about um, a man who's kind of a, a watchmaker, a clockmaker, um, but it's not just clocks they make. So he makes lots of like kind of mechanical things. Um, and he has a son, um, but his wife dies when she gives birth to the son. And it, the first part of it is kind of how he copes with that. Um, you know, it's set like in seventeen fifty four, so it's oh. not um, you know. Uh, so he's kind of like, how does he cope, you know, with just his son and things like that. And he's a bit eccentric. Um, and then there's a horrible accident oh. um, and his son loses an eye. Oh. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he thinks that he's not doing a very good job. So he sends him away to live with his, this is quite complicated. I think it's the wife's aunt who is very eccentric. Oh. Um, yes, she has like lots of weird wonderful ideas um you know she's likes looking at the stars and she has parrots and things rolling around the house she sounds and fantastic yes she's very cool uh-huh. um but she does have a tendency because she doesn't have children of her own of kind of trying to adopt other people's children so she's really happy that zachary gets sent there and kind of tries to recruit him sort of a way to to make him more her son meanwhile the, the dad um, gets um, sent away to somewhere else, Constantinople, um, <laughs> to make clocks. Um, but, As one does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Secretly, um, he is supposed to be a spy for the British government. Oh. Um, but he's not really spy material. And so he's to make this mechanical machine to get into the, the palace to find out secrets, basically. Um, and it kind of goes pear-shaped. Oh. Um, and he gets kidnapped basically um, as one does yes. <laughs> everybody's told he's dead but he has to make like mechanical soldiers and things for the, the palace um, which he does but he always puts in a flaw because he doesn't want to do mm-hmm. that if you know what I mean so he um, is a spy yes in yeah. a way or um, like oh yeah I guess saboteur yes yes mm. um, but he goes a little bit crazy um, and he loses, As yes, <laughs> that, that sums up this book, um, <laughs> and um, basically he loses his hearing as well because he's in the workshop all the time and like there's all these noises, he's not sure who he can trust, um, and then his son, so his son does kind of have, not second sight as such, but oh. kind of does have, I want to go mystical powers, oh, but he doesn't like really that. have mystical powers <laughs> he just has kind of 
better intuition, say, than uh-huh. other people. So he kind of works out that dad's alive and goes to try and rescue him and, and all that kind of stuff. There are some excellent things in it. That the whole mechanical um, things that the, the dad makes, Abel makes, um, he makes like a wee kind of girl writing a letter and um, his assistant works it so that she can actually write things to do with what people are saying. Oh. Um, so there's kind of like, it's too early for computing as such, but there's stuff in the background. The the clockwork mechanism yeah. kind of does. And, you know, that did happen like it 20 times. It sounds a bit steampunky yes. as well, a little yes. bit. And that's what I wanted. Oh, but it's not. There's lots of other things in it. There's lots of good stuff in it. But the story itself just kind of meandered along. And I suppose if you're going in with the expectations of a particular genre, mm-hmm. and even if it's a good book, but if it doesn't meet that expectation, yes. <laughs> it you can, yeah, you see it not in the most positive yes. of lights. Uh-huh. Um, th- as I say, there were some really good bits in it. So there's like um, his assistant Tom um, was born a lady. Um, had some very bad trouble with with men, um, and has become Tom. And when she gets to, he gets to Constantinople, lives very happily. Um, oh. You know, it's really accepted. Oh. Um, nobody kind of notices. Um, the mad aunt kind of knows, but Abel himself didn't notice for mm. a long time. Mm. Um, but that was quite an interesting kind of side story as well, and. Yeah. So, what, what do you think the main story itself was a distraction to all the other things <laughs> I felt that was as happening? I wanted more action, oh, and I there see. wasn't much action in it. Yeah. Um, like when Zachary goes and rescues his dad, it kind of mm. doesn't really. So it's a gentle kind of. Yes, book. I can see why people would like it. Yeah, and it is also like at the cover sometimes yes. you know like a few episodes ago judge, should you judge yes, a book uh-huh, by its cover yes. I would judge a book by no. this book by its cover but it's maybe beautiful. I shouldn't mm-hmm. um, there's as I say lots in it and talking about it you know the spying stuff and mm-hmm. you know all that kind of stuff is interesting but it, there wasn't enough of any of that I think it would be a great book for people who are not into the action-y bits. Yes, you yes. Know? Like, I love, so this is a different kind of a bit of a digression, but I love playing video games. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't love, like, I play some video games, but I love the video games where there's not, like, conflict and things. Mm-hmm. I hate, like, when I was a teenager, I used to play this game called Age of Empires, mm-hmm. which is essentially, like, different civilizations, I guess like forming civilizations and I used to grow so emotionally attached to my little pixel villagers that whenever another neighboring kingdom would come and wage war on me needlessly <laughs> and kill my citizens oh, oh I would be so upset mm-hmm. I'm like, just like, leave me in peace and let me do a cultural yeah. renaissance <laughs> so I like you know I'm not and even when I play video games now like modern ones my partner loves video games, lots of actiony things. Mm-hmm. I like different kinds of narratives in my video games, and I think like in books as yes. well. Like some people prefer like a lot of action and things, and there's lots of books for them. I guess this is like with hints of action, mm-hmm. but that's not the point of yeah, the story. Yeah. It meanders. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I can see about it. It meanders. Mm-hmm. Um, in my head, 
I have made up lots of stories about all the side characters and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, very so nice. That's fine. So there's potential. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's a thriving fan fiction community yes, yes. for it. <laughs> well, I'm really excited to hear about your secret book. I have a secret book that's not as exciting. So should I tell you yes, mine Yes, tell first? me about your secret book. So mine's again like a very... Uh, again, this was a, oh. a leftover from 2023's <laughs> resolution. So another thing that brings me a lot of joy is food. Mm-hmm. I love trying new food. I love, uh, I love, uh, like I like cooking food as well. I love trying new experiments with food, and I just like trying things that I haven't eaten before. But what I tend end up doing is I end up falling in quite a cooking rut. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, making the same kind of things over and over again. Uh, and Jack, like my partner as well, like we both, like sometimes we'll try new things, like if there's something in the supermarket that we haven't, like, you know, a ready meal or something. But usually we just end up making the same things because, you know, life. Yes. Life. Uh, yes. Uh, but something that I wanted to do in 2023 that I didn't end up doing and hopefully 2024 <laughs> is my year is try new recipes mm-hmm. from books. So the book that I have now is called One Pot Pan Planet by Anna Jones mm-hmm. and it's quite a hefty book and it I actually is. did borrow it last year and it's essentially so the tagline of it, this is a greener way to cook for you your family and the planet mm. so she's not making a big deal about this just a little small bit of a deal it's like sort of a contribution to addressing the climate crisis so the kinds of foods that are more locally available more mm-hmm. sustainable uh, trying to eat less meat because it's better for the planet but she doesn't it's not what you shouldn't be doing, which is, I think, more negative. It's like, look at all the joy, the things that you should be doing can bring. Like, she writes so beautifully about, like, the joy of vegetables and things, which, like, someone like my partner, for sure, wouldn't get on board with. He eats some vegetables when I sneak them into his meals. (laughs) And he uses some vegetables as well. But I have sort of this book and a couple of others have made me see that actually, yes, I I love vegetables too. So it's not like something you're eating to be healthy or whatever Mm -hmm. for the planet. It's like the textures, the Mm -hmm. combinations with other flavors. It's all so good. Mm -hmm. So she writes that with a lot of love. She has, it's also a bit like the book that I talked about in the last episode, a little bit of her memoir in it Mm -hmm. as well. So she writes about why, because she says that, you know, writing a book like this, I needed to put myself in there because why would people trust me or care when I don't put myself there? Because usually sort of cookbooks are pretty impersonal, although I think that's changing a bit in terms of the genre. So it's just, it's full of recipes. I have my phone gallery is full of the recipes <laughs> that I had taken, uh, pictures of recipes that I've taken that I want to try. But I think there's a little bit of something for everyone. So things like I like spicy stuff, this stuff, mm-hmm. but then there's like hearty soups and stuff. Oh. I know some people love soups, burgers, just noodles, rice, like different kinds of things. And also things like this, so the page that I just randomly opened is 10 simple tomato ideas. So 10 different kinds of things you can do with tomato as a base. So it's oh. things like that. So it's a mixture of different kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And I feel really accessible uh-huh. to somebody who, both in terms of cooking, but also maybe who wants to think more about the kinds of things they're eating and the mm-hmm. effect it has on the world around them. And she writes it in a very friendly and welcoming way rather than like oh my god you're killing the planet please uh like kill yourself I guess I don't think anybody does that but yeah she just writes it with much a lot of joy and love Uh rather than uh, fear and hate 
Uh, and I, yeah, so I, I want to, like, I have the pictures, but I think what a, my new strategy will be, because once they're in my phone, they're lost to me yes. forever. <laughs> they exist somewhere. <laughs> I want to take this book out, and we have a lot. We have a fantastic, I think, uh, range of cookbooks, Pictures. which buying them, I, I don't think makes a lot of sense. I think borrowing them would be great. And just borrow a book, like maybe a week, maybe start off slow, maybe every fortnight <laughs> a month, and just try a new recipe every fortnight, every month, every week, maybe. I think this time of year as well, when it is kind of dark, and January can be quite, as we said, depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying something new in the kitchen is quite a nice idea. Absolutely. Because you're stuck in the house, basically. Yeah. Um, and, you know... There are a lot of lovely um, ingredients out there that maybe when you're shopping, you kind of ignore. And you're intimidated by uh because you don't know what to do do with them. Do I peel it? Do I chop it? You know, what do I do? Um, So it's quite nice to have something basically saying this is what you could do with a tomato. Yeah. Buy lots of tomatoes and you could do all this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to start actually with uh, something that didn't even come from a book. It came from a conversation with a co-worker who was talking about this really nice dish that her son had made for himself and not made any for her. So she was grumbling about it a bit. But it sounded amazing. So she sent me the recipe and I have the ingredients now. It's like a baked feta spaghetti thing Ooh. with like honey and chili. Like oh. in, Yeah, it just sounded the like using ingredients in ways I would never have thought to use. Mm-hmm. And I must admit, I'm a bit scared of feta. I've never <laughs> used it before. I've eaten it, loved yeah. it. But I'm like, how do you? What do you? Yes. I'm just like a basic cheddar yeah. girl. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. So, I'm very yeah. excited. I have things. So, tonight, I'm going to go home and try a baked spaghetti, honey, chili, feta thing. I'm interested to yes. see how that's going to yeah, turn out. Yeah, hopefully that's... That, I mean, it does sound delicious. Even if it's bad, you know, I think the trying and the sort of experimenting, that's what I want to bring in to me in the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily like for like, yes, okay, helping the planet, but I'm not even thinking about it mm-hmm. for that. It's like food is really important to me and I want to make it more a part of my yeah. life and bring joy into it, you know, like play around with it a bit and not just get stuck in a rut. No, I basically add cheese to everything. Um, I mean, <laughs> I like that. I fully recommend, yes. And whatever hair falls out the cupboard when yeah. I open it up. Yeah. Because, um, you know, so sometimes it is quite nice to, yeah. to try something. And no pressure, just for yourself. Yeah. Because I think like a lot of new recipes, especially during the festive season or, you know, when you're meeting up for families, you'll try new things. But I quite like the idea of making a meal and occasion just for yourself. Yes. Like just making something just fancy mm-hmm. for you. Also, there's so many different ways to cook things now. You know, with air fryers and Absolutely. slow cookers yeah. and all these kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, it's... I mean, I used to kind of cook everything in a wok. Uh-huh. Um, I have tried chicken nuggets in a wok. I've heard. It's a lore. It's legend <laughs> and lore in Coatbridge Library. Um, you know, but I have branched out to actually using a proper oven <gasps> and things like that. Yeah. You know, but there's so much more and more and more food now is giving you on the packet. Yeah. A way to cook it. Mm-hmm. So I seen recently. Um, I bought something and suddenly it tells you how to do it in the air fryer yeah, as well as oven. Right. You know, there's, there's and gyozas as well, like frozen dumplings. Mm-hmm. You can do it steamed. You can do it pan fried. You can yeah. do it air fried. Yeah, yeah and sure. you don't always have to cook everything from scratch no. to make it 
nice oh to like like you're saying like adding other ingredients to it cheese. like herbs cheese <laughs> uh, like i have like this is not to everyone's taste but i have this fantastic bottle of chili oil oh. that i add to a lot of asian stuff and it just oh it just it makes my life worth living <laughs> sweet chili sauce i must admit i do Ooh. use quite a lot of that yeah so well. everyone i think has their favorite but yes. this is i think an opportunity for me to find new favorites. Yes, exactly. So, oh. so now, about your next mystery book that's okay, hiding. So you're going to like this. Okay. So, as you know, I've been going to the bottom of the pile, uh-huh. the bottom of the read pile, and this snuck to the bottom and has been at the bottom for quite some time. I okay. kind of lied about the second sight. He was ah. the second bottom. Oh, but you, oh, you were a great <laughs> resolution person. You did too. Yeah. Um, so, I've taken... <laughs> <laughs> A Deadly Education by Naomi Novak, which Parry has been telling me for ever to read. And you hated it the first time I you did. tried. I did. A couple of years ago I tried it. I got to page The delight on my face. Yes. <laughs> well, maybe it'll turn to glue. <laughs> so I thought, no, this is my resolution. It's oh. at the bottom of my pile. If I don't read it now, I'm not going to read Never, it. because no. Life you know, is too short. Yes. Yes. And I got to the bit that I stopped at last time and I channeled you and I said, right, and I think because you had told me a bit more about it in the last a couple uh-huh. of episodes ago, about the school itself and things like that, I thought, no. Okay. I loved it, Parry. <laughs> Absolutely loved yes. it. So thank you. Um, I just yes, zipped through the rest of it. Uh-huh. I just, I absolutely loved it. I wouldn't have done that if you hadn't have, I think that's the the joy of listening to podcasts and talking to other people about books is that sometimes they'll mention something that will change your mind. And will um, make you look at it from a different perspective. Yes. Yes. So when you were talking about the school kind of saying to her, we want you to be a baddie and given the like her spells uh-huh. that you know she tries not to use yeah. or she works out a way to take something from that spell to make it good. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved I'm it. I'm so delighted <laughs> because it's honestly, Danny, it's one of my top like ever. But mm-hmm. last year was the year when I read Damson Moore's thing, mm-hmm. and this one and both of those series were like in our, my ultimate Absolutely. top. I think as well if I hadn't read Tamsin's because we know her now, yeah. Tamsin's books, <laughs> I still maybe wouldn't have enjoyed this. But because of um, those books, that you could just go. I have no idea what's yeah, happening, absolutely. but I love it. I this, feel yeah because uh-huh. the I think your complaints are like de- a deadly education by Naomi Novik is the first in mm-hmm. the trilogy but you felt like it started off in the middle yes uh-huh. like you weren't equipped with the current like you're not entering the school like maybe in Hogwarts with Harry where everything is new to mm-hmm. him exactly. you're entering with uh Gal Galadriel mm-hmm. who is like who's been there for like the last how many ever years and knows everything mm-hmm. and yeah it can get confusing but if you're open to that mm-hmm. it it's yeah yeah and plus when we were talking about heroes and villains uh-huh. and you were we were we were talking about how for example Harry Potter mm-hmm. would have been a completely different book if he didn't have yeah. the friends that he has yes I liked and you didn't get that in the bit that I read to begin with um, you met Orion saving everybody, but you didn't really meet anybody else. As soon as I met the friends that they become, it was like, right, okay, Jenny, I'm in this. I'm, I'm in this. so excited for you <laughs> to read book two and three because it only gets better. However, Parry, however, it's completely destroyed my resolution 
because book two and book three are at the top of my to read pile and I am just about to start book two. I think it's a reward <laughs> for you following your resolution yes. that one was, eh, I finished it. Another is like, oh my yes. God, it's opened a whole <laughs> new world. I think this is, uh, I think you can like say this resolution was a success. You don't have to make any resolutions for no, 2024. I read two books yes. and that's my resolution that's done. That's great. Yes. Mine, I'm going to try to restart my resolution yes. from 2023 <laughs> and wish me luck. Good luck. Yes. <laughs> well, I think that's like been a superb round of stellar recommendations for me yes. there. Uh, and hopefully she's happy. So I don't know what the next episode is because I like being surprised by yes. the themes. I know you have B's here or B has your your whatever way. Some years yes, are something. exchanged. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> not tongues. Not no, tongues. No, 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 no. Just your exchange. Just yes, normally your exchange. What is going anyway. to be our next theme? <laughs> so our next one is enthusiasm will take you far. Oh, it leaves it wide open. It does wide open because yeah. we are both very enthusiastic we about books. We are, yes. Um, so that kind of covers. That's quite a true, lot. but you know, because of this episode and last episode, last episode, I think in both I've uh, sort of jarred in uh, question marks mm-hmm. everywhere that yes. you know at the end. Even this like, enthusiasm will take you far. Oh, will it? Or will it? Or will it take you nowhere. too far? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yes. What if you are enthusiastic about exploring a haunted cave and then you get possessed by a ghost? Okay. (laughs) Good. That came out nowhere. Good. (laughs) Not that I obsess over this in the winter or anything. Ghosts. But yes, we'll find out if I've been possessed by a ghost next time. Hopefully not. It's a friendly ghost. That's fine. (laughs) But thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.